Hi, and welcome back to the Teach for the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Linda Cardamus, and we're here to give you the ideas and inspiration you need to overcome your teaching challenges and make a lasting difference in your students' hearts and lives. Today, we're talking about a common challenge that we face, and that is tracking missing work. Tracking it down, keeping track of what's missing, etc., etc. Tracking and collecting missing work may just be the bane of our existence as teachers. It can be so hard to keep everything straight and incredibly frustrating trying to hound students to get it turned in. So aside from simply throwing zeros in the gradebook and moving on, there's no simple solution. But I do have some tried and true suggestions for how you can take this big problem and turn it into something just a bit more man- more manageable. And before we get into this, let's talk just a little bit about big picture first. Big picture. Make sure if you are assigning homework, you're assigning homework that is worthwhile and isn't busy work. So that's before we even get into how to keep track of everything. You do not want to be assigning students busy work. It's wasting their time. It's wasting your time. So just always be thinking through, you know, if you're going to assign something, is it worthwhile? Is it worth for them to take time away from their family to work on this at home? Is it worth worthwhile enough for me to to track it and keep and keep track of it and all that? So always start there. Is this a worthwhile assignment? If it's not, don't even assign it. There's no need to send home homework just for the sake of sending home homework. Same thing for in-class assignments. Don't just, there's plenty of worthwhile activities, so don't make them busy work. And if it is an assignment that's purely just practice and really isn't a huge deal, then don't even include it in the things that you're tracking. In other words, all the time... I would have times in class where we were practicing problems. So, you know, as as a math teacher, I really, students had to practice. And so I thought, I believed homework was important. And I I pared it down as much as I could and, and gave them short assignments to work on at home. We also practiced, though, in class. And sometimes I would collect those, take them for a grade. Um, but a lot of times I wouldn't. It was simply practice. And Almost always in class on those just ones where we're just practicing together. Like I said, sometimes I'd collect and grade it just to keep students accountable. But if someone was absent during an in-class something that was just practice and they had another homework assignment on it, I wouldn't even ask them to redo the in-class thing. I would just put in an A for absent in the grade book and it just didn't affect their grade at all. So that's the first thing I would just say is ask yourself what is worth tracking and what's not. Some things are not worth tracking. And so don't don't worry about it. Like I said, if it's just a, a practice thing you did in class, then don't even bother trying to get absent students to do it. You know, um, if it's a really important thing you're working on in class, then obviously you should. And same thing with homework. So this system can work for both classwork and homework. But my point is it should only be used for important things. And by important things, I just mean, you know, things that you definitely are like, okay, if I'm looking at this, if someone's absent, this is something that they need to make up in order for them to understand this concept and do well in this area. Things that, you know, we did together to work on it, but don't need to be made up. Those shouldn't even be included in this missing work. Those should just get A's in the grade book or X's or whatever you do and move on. So hope that makes sense. Hope that helps in the beginning. So first thing, pare down what you track. Do not try to track everything, all right? Now, in order to make this plan move smoothly, 
you're going to need a couple classroom helpers. This could be the same student or it could be two different students. An absence secretary and a class secretary. You simply want to choose responsible students that tend to finish their own work early and ask if they'll help you out. So once you train a student, I'd recommend keeping the same secretary or if you, you can have one student do both roles or have two students do it, I'd recommend keeping the same role for at least a quarter before switching these up. So this is not a classroom job you'd switch up every week. This is a classroom job where the same student would keep it for, man, at least a month. But I would, like I said, I'd have them keep it for a whole quarter before switching it up. So let's start with how do you keep track of what work is missing? So When you collect papers, classwork, homework, they should go to the class secretary and the class secretary should go through them and see whose is missing. She can then write that down on a post-it note or a cover sheet. She'll write down the names of the people who are missing their homework. Ideally, the class secretary would also know who was absent and would mark down which papers are actually late and which one are missing because the student was absent the day before or absent that day. So you're, to track missing work, the first step is whenever an assignment comes in, the class secretary goes through it and writes for you whose work is missing and on a little post-it note on the top of the stack. Next, you keep a running total of what's missing. So each day, you quickly scan those post-it notes or the cover sheet and record missing work in your gradebook. You also record what is missing in some type of continuing document. I used a Word document. You could also use a Google Doc. So basically, the idea is you're going to have a running list of missing work. And I have an example of this for you over at teachfortheheart.com slash missing works. You can see exactly what I'm talking about. But it's just a list. So it says, you know, Elizabeth, page 68, numbers 1 through 5. Charlie, page 92, numbers 1 through 11. Um, Sam pronouns worksheet, whatever it is, right? So it's simply a list of everything that students haven't yet turned into you, a running tally. And then there's normally, I always have a section on it for absent work. So for example, if, you know, if Miley was out, then you'd say Miley, um, page 84 in parentheses, due Monday the 18th. So you put on there you make a note between what's actually late and what's actually absent and then when you would expect the absent work to be in by. This might sound confusing and sound like extra work, but it's just so nice to have that running total, that running tally of what's missing because for so many reasons. One, if parents or students or anyone wants to know what's missing, you don't have to like open your gradebook and search through it and try to figure it out. You can simply hand off this list and give it to them. You can post this list in your classroom. What I did all the time was if I had this list of missing work, let's say there were five students on that list, I'd just print five copies and hand them to the students. This is their job to go through and find which ones were for them. So it's just a really easy way to track missing work, keep track of what's still outstanding, and then keep students in the loop by just printing it off and handing it to them. Or like I said, in a paperless school, using Google Docs in a shareable document. And then finally, the last thing underneath tracking missing work, another idea that you can do with this is to have students fill out a form each time they're missing an assignment. So students who don't have an assignment finished, whether they're late or absent, they fill out a ideally brightly colored form saying why they don't have it and when they plan to finish it. 
they turn this in with the rest of the class. So when the whole class turns in their assignment, everyone is must turn in a paper. So if they don't have it done, they have to turn in one of these forms. And this makes it easier for the class secretary and for you to see whose paper is missing. So um, that's another idea that can really help. And I have an editable version of that form that you can grab at teachfortheheart.com slash missing work. Now, one thing to note as we continue on through these ideas for tracking missing work, this is meant to be a whole system. So in other words, sometimes last week I shared with you 13 ways to eliminate no-name papers. Those, you pick which one works best for you and implement it. What I'm teaching you today is meant to be a system where you do most or all of these ideas. So I've just just pointed out, you don't have to, you could just pick one idea and implement it. And that and if that, you know, use whatever system works for you, that's totally fine. But my point is, this isn't just a bunch of random ideas. This is actually a whole system. This is basically the system I, I used. Um, there's a few elements I didn't use, but this is basically an entire system that you could use the whole thing. So just wanted to clarify that, that you can use all these ideas together, um, or you can pick and choose. All right, so that's how you track what work is actually missing. Now, the next the next part is how do you let students know what's what is missing? So, first tip is to always have extra copies of any worksheets or assignments that you give out. So in other words, if, if the homeworks or the, the classwork is coming from a book, you wouldn't do this. But if you're printing out and handing students worksheets, have a file in your room where you always keep a couple extra worksheets. And that way, if students lose theirs, you they know where the file is and they're responsible to go and get a new one rather than you having to then go to your computer, find it, print it, send someone to the printer, you know, the whole big process. So always just print out a few extra and keep them in a folder. Next, your absent secretary tracks what you do in class. So you have an absence secretary. It can be the same secretary or it can be a separate secretary. And what they're responsible to do is to fill out a form for those who are absent that records what was covered in class, any homework, and any assessments that they need to make up. This form is then placed in a designated place in the classroom. Or, I mean, it depends, it can depend how you run your classroom. So the absent secretary um, can also staple any papers to the form, and she's responsible to collect extra copies and place them in the designated spot. So basically, there's a couple different ways the absent secretary can do this. Um, She can just fill out one form for the whole class, and I have an example of that form, once again, at teachfortheheart.com slash missingwork, where basically it just says what we did in class on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and and he or she just writes down what we did. So if someone's absent, they can come and see this. This is particularly helpful in middle school and high school, where you've got 100 students and you can't really meet with every single absent one, you know, one-on-one to get them caught up. So they can go check the folder and see what they missed. The alternative is actually um, where the, the absent secretary actually writes something out for each absent student. So if there if there's three absent students, she writes for three different times, you know, hey, this is what we did, this is what we did. She collects, if you had an assignment, she collects it, she staples it together, and then she puts that in a spot with their name on it. Um, or if you have classroom outbins, um, she puts it there to be passed out to them the next day. So it's up to you, uh, depending maybe on how many absent students you typically have, whether you just want to have one master copy that the students check, or if you want her to write one out for each absent student. And then finally, the last part of this piece is that when the students 
the absent students, when they come back, they're responsible to check that and see what they missed. So they either check the master form or they grab the form that's specifically for them and they see what they're missing and what they need to complete. Another difficult part of tracking missing and absent work is making up assessments. So, you know, so what do you do if a student missed a test or a quiz and they need to make this up? So this is one that you can't really do just in your own classroom. But if your school doesn't have this, I would highly recommend talking to your administrator, especially for middle school and high school, and seeing if you can set up a testing center. So if you don't have one, like I said, talk to your administrator about starting one. It can be in a study hall or in a separate monitored room. So what would happen is when a student misses an assessment, the teachers would write on the top of the assessment the name of the student and the date that it needs to be taken by and if there if there happen to be any other instructions like they're allowed to use a calculator or they're allowed to use notes or whatever else. And they turn it into the testing center. And then the teacher is responsible, the, the student knows they missed an assessment, so the students are then responsible to go to the testing center during one of their open periods or during lunch or before or after school to make them up. So please note, though, if your school sets up something like this, uh, the study hall teacher or the testing center monitor have to have good policies in place. So this can't be something where there's like a rowdy study hall and they just hand out a test in the middle of a million students. It needs to be a structured environment where the monitor is ensuring students aren't cheating. So in other words, students need to sit in a specific spot, the desk needs to be cleared, other students aren't allowed to talk to them, etc. There just need to be procedures in place to maintain the integrity of the test. But a testing center like this can be absolutely amazing. So talk to your administrator if you don't have one now. All right, moving on to the next section, collecting and updating work that's turned in. So you have this set of missing work. What do you do when someone turns something in? Well, what I did and what I recommend is to simply track daily what's turned in. So in my classroom, I had two separate places for students to turn in paper. I had a general stack for assignments where, you know, if if the whole class did an assignment, it gets paper clipped and put in this big stack. I had a separate spot for students to turn in absent or late work. The benefit of that is that I could easily grab all those little things and they were together. They weren't mixed in with my, you know, main stacks of grading. So I was able to go through that bin daily to update the gradebook and the missing work document. So once again, it didn't necessarily mean I was grading that right away, but I updated what was turned in every day. So I would go through and say, okay, you know, Joe turned in page 86. I'd cross that off. I'd, I'd erase it out of my off my ongoing document. And so that way the missing work was up to date. And then um, it, it depends on the situation. Uh, you could grade it right then. Or you could simply take all those papers and put them on a file and grade them, you know, every Friday I grade everything that was absent or late. Um, that can be a great time saver because often those little things, you know, you're, you're going, you're looking up great, you're looking things up and it, it's kind of a pain. But if you if you chunk them and do them all together, it goes a lot more quickly. So don't So don't feel like you have to actually grade the missing work that turns in every day, but you do want to stay on top of it. So you want to get it off your list so students can see, okay, it's been turned in, but then don't feel bad saving it for Friday or, you know, one day of the week or even once every two weeks. You know, the student turned it in late, so you can say, I have it, I'll grade it on this day, and then grade them all at once in a chunk. 
So once again, you're letting parents and students know. Uh, if you're doing that, you want to let the parents and students know that if students are turned in late, they're not necessarily graded as quickly. And as long as you communicate that, it shouldn't be a problem. Um, alternately, another idea that you could do, have um, is you could, instead of having students turn them into a bin and you tracking that, you could also have them turn them in to your class secretary who would update the document for you. Or um, or you could have students cross their own name off the list as they turn it in, but I wouldn't recommend that. So uh, you could have uh, you could do it yourself or you could have your class secretary keep that up to date and then put them in the pile for you to grade on Fridays. So there you go, a whole bunch of ideas for how to track missing work. And if this seems confusing to you, like I said, there is no there's no just all-out simple solution um, if short of just putting a zero in the gradebook and moving on. I always – and different people have different philosophies. If, if that works for you, that's fine. I always wanted to – I didn't like the idea that if a student didn't do the assignment, that they didn't – that they just got out of it. I wanted to teach them that, you know, they, they're still responsible for the work. Uh, this, you know, doing the work was part of passing the course. And I wanted to um, kind of hold them accountable for that. So that's why I use this method. And while it sounds confusing in in effect, it was pretty easy. Like I said, having that running list of missing work really simplified tracking everything and made things much uh, much more manageable. So if you'd like to get examples of these different forms that I've mentioned, uh, you can grab them at teachfortheheart.com slash missing work. And I also link to another post, which I kind of can't believe I haven't done a podcast episode on yet. We'll have to do one soon. Uh, I also link to a related post called 17 Ways to Get Students to Actually Do Their Work, which is obviously super helpful and relevant to this topic. I also wanted to share with you guys, I mentioned this last week, but in case you missed it, we have a brand new training called 50 Classroom Procedures That Will Save Your Sanity. And we talk a little bit about missing work, but we talk so many about so many other things as well. And I know if you're listening to this, you're looking for teaching ideas. You're always looking for a better way, a better procedure that you know will help your classroom run more smoothly. And that's exactly what you're going to get in 50 classroom procedures that will save your sanity. We've taken 50 ideas and jam-packed them into just a 45-minute training. So you get you get a lot of bang for your buck. Um, we don't waste a second of your time. Comes with a professional development certificate. Comes with a bunch of editable forms and a note-taking guide. Uh, some ideas of the things we talk about We talk about how to make sure your students have pencils without spending a small fortune supplying them, how to regain attention in five seconds, uh, how to reduce discipline problems. Uh, We talk about so many different things, I can't even think of them all right now. Um, But I'm looking forward to seeing so many of you guys inside that training. Uh, We talk about just a lot of ideas, simple things that will help your classroom run more smoothly. You can unlock a special deal at teachfortheheart.com slash procedures. And we'll look forward to seeing you guys there. In the meantime, keep growing, keep striving. You really are making a difference.